Hello. Dave here. Just a quick one before we start the show. Um, as always, we are running a number of fantasy leagues here at First and Ten, and we want you to be part of them. Um, we are raising money for Myeloma UK, and while there is absolutely no obligation to donate, uh, just you can say you can play our leagues with, for absolutely free. Anything you can do, we are so grateful for. Uh, myeloma is a form of blood cancer that is sadly incurable. Um, Say, so hopefully one day they can find a cure, but uh, anything you can give can help us work towards that cure. Say, so it's a disease that sadly affected my wife's mum, so it's close to our heart. Um, so yeah, as I say, anything you can give, I'm so grateful for. Um, what is more, anyone donating one pound or more will go into a draw to win a signed jersey. So, anyway, there's something in it for everyone. So, for a, a pound, you can win, yeah, a great signed jersey. Um, you can donate at justgiving.com slash fundraising slash fat ffb22. Um, say, if you can even spare 50p, I'll be so grateful to you. Um, so we have leagues from everything from Dynasty to Redraft Leagues with promotion and relegation um, to the Best Ball Cup that at the current time of recording has 30 leagues drafting. So, yeah, it's a pretty big competition. Um, so it's unlimited leagues and unlimited entries. So, yeah, if you want to get involved, just head over to our Twitter account. I say that's where you can find most of the uh, leagues. That is first and ten underscore or at first and ten underscore. Oh, our Facebook page, which is First and Ten, or you can drop me an email. That's Dave at FirstandTen.co.uk. Well, well, I hand over to the rest of the guys, maybe even me. A pair of jeans, a shirt or two. We didn't pack as if we weren't going back. It doesn't matter if it's true. I've got a feeling love will give us what we like. Is waiting up. The world is waiting half a step beyond our door. And if it's not enough, I wanna see the stuff the world has got in store. Uh, I wanna take it on and I'm falling. The cityscape by night, wanna catch in my photos. Where you go, every corner twice as bright. There'll be my treasures forever. When I can't hold you tight, I'll see the Stockholm lights, the Stockholm lights, the Stockholm lights. Hello and welcome to the first and ten AFC South season preview. I'm Ollie, your resident Giants fan. I'm joined by Ash, our Chargers and Fantasy representative. You all right, Ash? I'm good, thanks, Budgie. Yeah, not bad. And Miles, uh, one of, just one of our members of the Evil Empire, uh, the Patriots. <laughs> <I'm interested laughs> right, what Evil Empire? I'm I'm great. I'm I'm great. And go Pats. Uh, if you haven't seen the comparisons to with Belichick to Palpatine at this point, I uh, yeah, I no. <laughs> Uh, okay, so AFC South today. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. One of the, I, I feel like we've given, been given a bit of a short straw with this division, but we'll, we'll make it work. We'll get on with it. Um, start off with, uh, I, I think, quite quite clearly the best team in the division, the Colts. Um, that is, obviously they had that absolute horror show at the end of last season to just miss out on playoffs. I feel like Matt Ryan considerable upgrade in quarterback and they've still got a very good team around him. Uh, Ash, what, what, what do you reckon they're doing this year? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like you said, they've upgraded. They, I think Matt Ryan is probably probably just what they needed. Um, someone that's a bit more established, not as reckless, um, knows when and when not to throw it, um, unlike Wentz. But I think that are, are they the clear team? Possibly, maybe because of the Ryan upgrade. They've probably got, they've probably got the best QB in regards to where he is in his professional career. But last year, them two games, I still can't get out of my head that the two games against the Jags, where even if Carson Wentz was that bad, that team should not have had 26 points scored against them by uh, Lawrence that is really wasn't up to scratch last year. They they lost some they lost some big games, some tight games. I mean, there was a few games in like. Uh, they absolutely hammered the Texans both game. I think the Texans scored three points against them in, and they were about 60 odd. So they've got an easy division to do it. And I would personally think that they will be in the playoffs just because they're in an easier division with obviously you've got the Sigil Titans. And I, I think the Jags and the Texans will be one of them teams or two of them teams that you are, if you're in the division with them, you were hoping that you will be playing them home and away. So that you could say that there's four wins there straight off the cuff. But obviously, last year with them two losses against Jacksonville, you you never know. But I think, like you said, with with Matt Ryan there, I think that that is the upgrade they needed to push on. It's just how far into the playoffs they go. They got obviously one of the best running backs in the league. Offensive line sturdy. Obviously, left tackle is a bit of a question mark now because Arno's gone. Um, but they've still got very very good acquisitions in both sides of the ball. It's just a case of do we believe that Matt Ryan is enough? to push them from winning the winning their own division, which they didn't even do last year, to then getting anywhere close and pushing on into, uh, into the playoffs. <laughs> what do you guys think? Um, I've got... Well, I, I think that... I don't think Carson Wentz was horrible. I, just, I don't think he's terrible. I just don't think he's very good. Matt Ryan is a clear upgrade. I think he's going to elevate the games of, you know, guys like Michael Pittman. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've also they've also brought in Alec Pierce, who I really like, really talented receiver, got them in the second round. So I think Matt Ryan with him should be good. Um, they got him really cheap, Matty Ice, didn't they? It was something like a fourth yeah. or a fifth or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really, really... I think it's really good bit of business bringing him in because, again... For me, that division isn't particularly hard to get out of, and they've found a way to possibly win it by not giving up a lot of draft capital. You know, they've got a lot of pieces there ready to win. Solid D, good O line, great running back with um Taylor. So yeah, um, Matty Ice was like the final piece, really, wasn't he? I don't think it's it's not the same as Brady slotting into the Bucks, but it's it's a huge upgrade at QB. Yeah over a very mediocre guy in Wentz. So, yeah, I think they've got all the pieces, really, to make a playoff push. But I don't see them reaching the promised land this season, but they're going to be a good team. Um, again, if you again, everyone knows, if you can run the football, then you can basically do anything. Playbook's wide open. Matt Ryan's a great passer. So, yeah, I think they'll be fine this season to win it. Well, you say they got Matt Ryan at a bit of a discount. It's probably just a OOP discount, surely, isn't it? Uh, it's a bit cheaper when you don't have to pay for his bus fare. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but come on, he's still he's still fine. Like 
okay, he's not got the legs that a lot of the younger guys like Mahomes and, and Herbert and um, Jackson do, but he's still got a good arm. He's still got great vision, makes his reads brilliantly. He's yeah, he's a good he's a good QB with some decent weapons around him. So yeah, I think yes, he's old, but I still think that's a pretty good price for someone that you know is going to elevate your team. Yeah, yeah, and there, there's also be a few comments on there out of the Colts camp about a, a sort of how how much of a winner and a leader Matt Ryan is, and uh, you just think, oh God, what was, what was it like last year and. Poor Carson Wentz, he's been shipped off to Washington and just said, you know, uh, uh, he's, he's basically been treated like rubbish, really. Like, like they've just said, yeah, no, we don't fancy you anymore on your bike. And uh, that's the last we'll ever see of you. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so that's Colts. Um, on to the Titans, who... Uh, I think it's going to be tough to know what to expect from them this year. They've obviously lost AJ Brown and Julio, Julio Jones at wide receiver. Um, you know they've tried to cover that problem in the draft. Is that going to be enough? Who knows? And obviously Derek Henry, how many years has he got left? He's twenty-eight. He's coming off of a lot of injuries, and it's just that what sort of question of is can he still be the guy? Ash, what are, you, what are you thinking? I think AJ Brown's quite quite a big loss. I think that, but in all honesty, he he was he was getting injured more often than not. Like, and some of his some of his stats are obtainable even by someone like Burks or Woods, just because he never he was never putting up like. 16, 17 touchdowns and 14, 1,500 yards. It was it was just because he was on the highlight reel a lot. There were always big plays from the play action from Henry. It was like, oh, AJ Brown, he's such an amazing wide receiver. I'm not saying he's not. I think he's a very good wide receiver. But I think that everything got inflated because of everything was huge, huge 60-yard burners. So I think that obviously they're relying on Derek Henry. Henry's been their main source of them getting even into the playoffs the last couple of years. Um and I, th- I think that, obviously, they will rely on him again. I think the key to, for this team is if they can get all of them pieces gelling on D because they've invested quite a lot from the draft with cornerbacks, Caleb Farley back this year and things like that, that I think that there is there is high hopes that this Tennessee D can be quite a good D. So, And I think that they've probably got, this is me just personally, I think they've probably got a top three defensive tackle as well in the in the league obviously Donald's one but you could argue maybe Simmons would be two so I think they've got a lot of pieces on D that can maybe push these guys into it it's just that they've kind of been they've kind of very much been what the Colts have been like and a few other teams like even like the Bengals last year where they've been sort of stumbling into certain games and just getting over the line and when you see their records sometimes you think how have they even got that record but They've got a very good roster. It's pretty, pretty deep in most areas, um, and I think they'll give the Colts um, a definite push for that number one spot. Um, so yeah, I think that, that with regards to Tennessee, I think that they they are there or thereabouts with the Colts. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's a fair comment. I, sorry, I, 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 no, sorry, uh, 
I was just going to say that, you know, I, I see them being a bit of a ways off. I don't think any other part of their team is good enough to recover for what they've lost this, this year. And, and I do almost include Derek Henry in that, in that I, 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 I mean, I, I guess, you know, you keep on doubting him and then he's going to keep on proving you wrong. But I just can't see him coming back this year and being the same level as what he was. Um, I don't know, Miles, you see it differently? Yeah, no, well, I just, it's more, what, 27, 28 now? And when Foreman came in last year in his absence, he was just as productive. I just think that they know Henry's a great asset for them, so just take the workload off him. I, You know, I just, I just think they're going to not run him into the ground as much as they have done, especially now he's just coming off an injury that ended his season prematurely. Um, I just think they might lean not completely towards the committee approach, but they won't be running him as the bell cow as heavily as they have done in the past, simply because I don't think he can physically take it anymore. I still think he's going to be productive. I still think he's going to be hard to bring down, but I just don't think he can maintain that with the level of work he was getting. I think they'll lie in his load a bit so they can keep him going and hopefully ride him into the playoffs. I think it would be gained game structure or if that will happen I think that Derek Henry obviously everyone knows what he is and a few times the Titans have basically left him out there and says just just pick up so many yards and so and we'll get this game over and done with but I think that if they're up by 20 and they used to leave him in like you said I think they'll bring the other guys in and say right it's your time because I think that how you treat Henry across the year will depend how deep you can go in the playoffs if you're going to use him 35, 40 carries a game from from game one and continue that at that pace all the way through, I think you'll struggle to have the same Derrick Henry in the playoffs as you have at the beginning of the season. Mm. But their game script is so dependent on him that it's like it's make or break for them to get into the into the lottery as such if they're going to make the playoffs. But I, I just think that, like you said, where, where if they have got other pieces and I think that defence might surprise a few this year. I just think with Simmons, Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, and then you've got Farley, Fulton, Molden this year. There's 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 a lot to like on this D. And obviously with with the coach as well, you're talking about a very defensive minded coach that knows how to get a defence on all um, on all cylinders. So I think that they will be there or thereabouts with the Colts. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Vables has, you know, proven himself to be a decent coach, one of the few from the Belichick coaching tree, um, as I know far too well. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I, I just don't see Tannehill being good enough because he like. There's no doubt about it, he's going to have to step up this year if they're going to be anywhere near where they were last year, and I just don't think he's capable, unfortunately. Mm. Well, there was a lot of pressure on him last year because they gave him, you know, Julio as well. So it was like, look, you've got the weapons you need to deliver. And I wouldn't say he underperformed. I just don't, don't think he was... Okay, I guess he did underperform, yeah. I hate to say it because I don't have a problem with the guy, but he hasn't got that ceiling. That He's got a very low ceiling. He's not going to be the guy to take you all the way be that can get a decent level of production out of his, his guys. Yeah, I think... he's not someone to throw guys open like the elite guys yeah. like Brady and stuff. So I just I, I think that you're right. I don't think he, you're they're good enough to get to the promised land as in win it. 
obviously we've seen before where you've got Jimmy Garoppolo's got them there and Goff got there with, with the Rams that these QBs aren't the greatest QBs, but it's how the game the game script goes and how rely the final goal, which is obviously the Super Bowl win. The Titans have been mm. close in the last two years of how they've got past. They I don't know really how they lost to the Bengals last year in the position they were in. Then they would have come up against the Chiefs, which again we've seen before when they've done it the Ravens. They can put things together as long as they've got their star players, especially Henry, because that's the game script. But like you said, Tannehill can get you as far as he can get you. It's just how good can the other pieces be? Because let's face it, they are the ones that will win you the Super Bowl if they're good enough. But it's it's a case of how much you believe in Henry and Simmons and the D to get you as far as you can get. So I, I still personally think they're they're a little way off. Tannehill's obviously not the guy, but when people were saying, oh, I don't think the Bengals are anywhere close, and then they got to the Super Bowl last year. So you can never say never, but I just think that, like you said, with with Tannehill, he's not he's not the uh, an article to go and win you games. He's more of a trailer rather than a truck. Mm, good, good analogy. Yeah, so um, enough of all these teams who have a chance at the playoffs. Uh, let's move on to the Jags. Um, they've, they've made a lot of signings this year, uh, not necessarily good ones, but, you know, signings nonetheless. Uh, Miles, what, what, are you, what are you expecting from the Jags this year? Not much, but better than last year. Year, although that's a very low bar to clear. Um, I think a lot of NFL owners and GMs are very annoyed at the Jags for breaking the wide receiver market <laughs> by paying Kirk $17 million a year. Um, as soon as that deal went through, you're like, right, everyone, everyone is gonna make bank this year because that is just it's just it's just ridiculous. Like again, I don't hate Kirk, I think he's a decent player, but 17 million a year. No, come on. Sorry. I think I, I again they're not really much. They think you're really asking. I know he obviously one of the best QB prospects out of college ever, but you're still asking a lot of him and maybe a bit too much. I know he's got his guy ETN coming back from injury and they you know they've brought in a few guys, but you know, Zay Jones as well, but still not you know, not enough for me, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, this, it was a car crash last year with the Jags organisation with Urban Meyer. It was just horrendous. Oh. I can't imagine what it was like for Lawrence to try and be the hmm. sturdy QB in that situation. But you said that Christian Kirk signing was probably, it probably KO'd the market so much. That's probably maybe one of the re- main reasons that you saw Hill and Adams go because it was so crazy. Like they've they've just they've got players in that are solid, but there's nothing on it that you just think, wow, they've they've gone out and they've got this superstar because they spent a lot of their cap money on just just guys. Yeah. Um, and you'd want some game changes there, I think, that because Nat, you're still in my eyes, you're still looking at that roster thinking, well, Trevor Lawrence is gonna have to step up and be the man. Because there's no one really else on offense that you can go, well, he's going to step up. No real wide receiver, no tight end. You've got no, not really many running back. I mean, Robinson's coming back from the injury and you've got Etienne, but Etienne's in the same boat. And then on D, you haven't got any, you haven't got any leaders. Like there just doesn't seem to be anyone on there you can just hang your hat on and go, this guy's, this guy's the leader of this locker room. It just seems to be a, a lot of guys that are 
okay. So, like you said, I, I just think that they're, they're, they're just so far away still. I think that this just not, it's, there's something that's not quite clicking with the organization behind the scenes more so than on the coaching field. I think that the best hire, the best thing they did was get Doug Peterson in. That's the best move they made all off season. And you would have thought they would have backed it up with some other things, even like Trayvon Walker going number one overall. I don't think he was a better prospect than Hutchinson. So again, you question what they do in this background organization of why have you come up with these ideas to put this team together when there is there was a lot of other pieces and players that you could have acquired mm. that would and they're trying to get a fan base going remember they I mean they come over to London all the time and everything yeah. and you just think that you've got you've got no real leaders on this team or no real superstars that people want to go yeah let's go and get his jersey and yeah. just, they're just a weird organization they're just sort of stuck in this like lower end market as such yeah, it's, it's a funny one with the Jags. Like, they've gone out and done so much business, but they just got nothing to show for it. Sort of in a perpetual rebuild. It's just every year it's like, oh, yeah, we're building, we're building, we're building. And they never, the be- literally the best they've done in recent years was with, with Blake Bortles, which is just astonishing, really. Yeah. Um. It's, yeah, I just, I, yeah, again, I really like Trevor, I, you know. You watch him throughout college and you think this guy is going to be a superstar. I still think that superstar talent is in there somewhere, but it's not going to come out this year with the guys around him. Like, I just, you know, even the best guys need help and he's not really getting it. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what Doug Pedersen can get out of Lawrence. Uh, you know, obviously, Super Bowl winning coach. You're yeah. Back on that time in Philly now, maybe it's a little bit tainted. But like at the end of the day, he still won a Super Bowl. He still, has, you know, had a decent career mentoring quarterbacks. And I just and I you could definitely see him improving there. I I don't know if Pedersen is going to be the guy that they stick with and say you're our coach for the next ten years. Um, I I I, I sort of see Pedersen as being a bridge to that guy. Hmm. Whoever that may be. Yeah. Um, and so on to the final team, which is, I mean, really struggling to find stuff to talk about here. But, uh, <laughs> we, we'll talk about them nonetheless, you know, equal airtime and all. Um, but we'll, so moving on to the Texans, Davis Mills at the quarterback. I mean, you know, is he the guy to drag them to eight and nine miles? I like Davis Mills. I think he is fine. He's fine. He's nothing special, but he's fine. I think a lot of people didn't have... You don't really put much stock in a guy that's being drafted in the third round at QB. That's not really where your starts come from. But he stepped up when he needed to, and he's he's done pretty decent. I think he might not be the guy, but... He's clearly good enough to start in the NFL. And, you know, I think they're probably going to have a pretty down season and go for the guys like Stroud and Young next year. But, yeah, I, you know, I like Davis Mills. Yeah, he's probably not the guy, but he's not bad at all. I think I'd be very happy to roster him. Um, I can't remember which analyst said it, but they were saying Davis Mills was actually a pretty good prospect. And if he were drafted this year, he probably would have been the first QB off the board. So I think there is still there's there's talent there, but yeah, he's he's not shown to be 
the guy to take, especially in this division, which isn't overly tough, but he's still not going to, yeah, I don't think he's not going to set the world alight, but he's still really good. And he's got some good weapons with Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Brevin Jordan as well to throw to. So, yeah. I just think the teams are going to have another year of tape on him. I think that he's going to, last year, it was more of a surprise. You, you're talking about a, a lad that was at Stanford and he didn't have many games under his belt. So the amount of tape on him was slim. So, and then going into obviously the the Texans, some teams didn't really know what to expect from him. And there was a couple of times where they had a few points put up. But real with him last year, where he had some big plays. I mean, on I hate to say it, but against the Chargers, they would that, that was probably the best they ever played, um, and that probably cost us the playoff booth. But I think still, I think that it, Mills is one of them players that he's a very uh, he's as good as Andy Dalton when he came out. So I think it's kind of that sort of level. And I think that the more game tape you get on him, the more that the defences will be able to suss him out. And I still think that that's going to be enough to be able to, the Texans to be able to be looking at someone else next year. And it wouldn't surprise me, like you said, they'll either go for Bryce Young or they'll go for CJ Stroud if they're in the top, sort of the top three picks. Both very, very good prospects. CJ Stroud, probably a little bit more athletic. And then... Royce Young's probably, I mean, Heisman last year, so he's he's probably going to be the number one unless something really bad happens at Alabama. So it's going to be an interesting sort of season for the Texans, but it's still rebuild for them. And I think that even Lovey Smith there, I think that is it really, is that really the hire that's going to push this into a forward-thinking organisation, which they desperately need after... Watson dragging them through the mud for the last year and a half as well. So I think they just, they kind of need a big fresh start in 2023. And I think this is just, this, this season will be who is good enough to play for us next year kind of season, mm. sieve out all the deadwoods and go from there. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it'll be another test of Brandon Cook's ability to be remarkably consistent, no matter who the quarterback is. Yeah. Somehow. Um, but yeah, as, as, as this looked like a very similar season to the Giants in many ways. Um, just sort of see what we've got and then go from there. And, and I just, uh, I, and, and I do sympathise with Texas fans in, in that way. It's just, uh, yeah, you know, this year isn't going to be anything special, but you're going to watch anyway because what else are you going to do for the next year? <laughs> So yeah, um, that pretty much sums up the SC South. Um, any su- any real Super Bowl contenders from that division? No, no, not for me. I think they'll all get knocked out in the wild card just with the the strength at in the West um, and in the North. Basically, I think that that's there. That that's where that's where the strength is in the depth. And I think that because of the Bills are going to probably be the one seed. If they're not, they're going to be the two, I personally think. And then you're talking about the West and the North filling up all the other spots, which will then, one of them will be playing against the South in, as the fourth seed, probably, most likely. And I think that if it's one of them teams in the West, they'll turn them over big time. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I could, you know, especially with the strength in that AFC West, you're looking at the winner of this division is probably playing either, they could potentially be playing the Chiefs in the wildcard round. Um, yeah. Because I don't know, you know, the because I'm not gonna lie, the Chargers have been pretty strong for that. Uh, but also, you know, the Broncos and Raiders are equally contenders there. It's I, whoever you're getting out of that division is uh, it's going to be a tough playoff game. So that just about wraps it up uh, for the AFC South. Um, we've just about managed to fulfil our runtime. Um, <laughs> Anything else to add? I assume just about done. Yeah. This division is boring. (laughs) Well, I like Damian Pierce at the at the Texans, the running back they drafted in the fourth round. I like him. I want to watch him this year. I think he's exciting prospects. Their running back room is pretty poor, so he could just be the guy straight out of preseason. But other than that, there's not a lot to say about the Texans after that. I did get quite excited when I saw that because Damian Pierce is one of those guys in one of my fantasy drafts where I just sort of took him in a late round thinking, well, running back situation at Houston isn't great. Maybe he'll get a chance. And yeah. it looks like he's going to. So, yeah. Pretty, so, pretty exciting. I um, had a pretty high grade on him. And I still managed to not draft him anywhere because I was always in a position to draft someone a lot better. So I'd either have to reach for him and miss out on my guy, or yeah. So sadly, don't own any Damian Pierce anywhere, but I do <laughs> really like him. I think he's a great, great runner. All right. And uh, that just about sums up us the UFC South. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Au revoir. Pair of jeans, a shirt or two We didn't pack as if we weren't And going back It doesn't matter if it's true I've got a feeling love will give us what we like The world is waiting up The world is waiting half a step beyond our door And if it's not enough